Welcome to the Crypto Yams podcast, where we discuss Bitcoin price talk, trading ideas, and much, much more. I'm your host, The Big Potato, and today we'll be talking about the recent push below 20,000, the major support, what's to come, and maybe what we can see looking forward into this week. Today, I'm joined by my man, Trend Expresso. Hello and welcome. Cheers. Good to be here. Yes. Happy to have you on the show. He's going to be jumping in whenever he likes, obviously. Um, if you have anything to say anytime that I'm going through the stuff, please, yeah, jump in. Let me know. Perfect. Cool. So taking a look over here on our chart, I guess I'll bring it up for the fine people of the Discord because I tend to forget quite often. <laughs> All right. So we're going to start on our higher time frame and make our way down. Um, starting obviously with our weekly, we did close yesterday with a large capitulation wave and a lot of the candle being bought back up. Um, so some good early starting signs, uh, potentially showing us that we're trying to turn up in the midterm short term. Obviously nothing is clear yet on this weekly as we don't have the green dot of our market liberator. We don't have the money flow turning back up. Wolfpack is still turned down and the price action is still down. So by all regards, this macro chart is still bearish and continues to be bearish until confirmed triple confirmation comes. Moving down into our daily time frame, we can see those early signs that I was speaking of in the previous chart. We have confirmed a green dot. We do see the money flow starting to flatten out slash turn back up. We see Wolfpack pointing back in towards the zero line. And we see price action showing us some bullish signs here with some bullish divergence. I, I tend to say this uh, word a lot, but for anyone who's listening who doesn't understand what a, a divergence means, it's essentially when the price action is doing the opposite of an oscillator. Just wanted to put that out there again. I say it a lot. So for our concurrent listeners, hopefully that clears it up if you weren't sure. <laughs> so yes, diverging from the price to the indicators. It's on all fronts as of right now on our indicators that we use. Um, it's not confirmed yet because we have not seen the triple confirmation confirmed to the upside. We're probably another day or two away, meaning we still need continuation in the short term, midterm for another two days to confirm the daily TC back up um, and the divergence to be confirmed. Moving down into our more midterm timeframes, 12 hour and eight hour, we'll look at them at the same time. Um, essentially, seeing shorter term uh, bullish divergences as well um, to correlate with that larger daily divergence. Uh, we see that we have triple confirmed up on the eight hour as of two candles ago. The 12 hour, though, on the other hand, has not triple confirmed back up. We're still seeing some shenanigans, some some fluctuation within this chart, and it's not 100% certain of which that it wants to continue turning up here. We knew that $20,000 is a very key critical level in the current prices and staying below the <laughs> that level is obviously not a great thing going forward if we were wanting to see continuation to the upside. At the moment, this is still fine. And moving into our shorter time frames as the four hour, 
we can see that this move has continued to play out. The money flow continues to push in towards the upside. We are starting to see potentially another bearish divergence on this current top. If we are to TC back down on the four hour, we could be potentially confirming this divergence here from June 15th up until now. And that potentially pushes us back down in towards 19,000, maybe in all the way back down to where we wicked. Um, so as low as 17,600 over the next couple of days. We may see one more bullish divergence, meaning we do make a lower low on this midterm time frame if that divergence is confirmed. And or we may just see a higher low somewhere around 19 to 18.5 potentially and seeing continuation from that. It's uncertain at this given time what's going to occur. It's just a matter of do we reconfirm the bullish divergence up here or do we confirm the bearish divergence first? Um, so some definitely some mixed signals going on right now. Bullish divergence fighting against bearish divergence, potential bearish divergence. And we'll need to see how that plays out in the next day or so, more than likely. So yeah, really like coming into a really short time frame hourly and below, we can see that these divergences are a little bit clearer. In the shorter time frame, we can see that we've been stacking up bearish divergences starting on about the 19th and then continuing into today. We do not have a converging wave yet in this very short term time frame for this amount of bearish divergences to play out. We would need to come back up into the $20,500 level. And from that, we could be potentially pushing back down towards that $19,000 level or previously spoken about lower. Um, once that's played out, if we do get the higher low, we're going to then more than likely break through 20, retesting into the twenty-three dollars to $25,000 level before, again, doing the same thing. We're going to get to that level. We're going to consolidate. We're either going to reject short term and or reject short term and push through to the next level and so on and so forth. Mm, Trent, anything to add? Well, you know me, I always look at those bigger time frames, right? The weekly, the monthly, that kind of stuff. Of course. The fact that we're TC down on the monthly, and I know Jay has talked about this uh, or, or mentioned it many times, that is just so, that's going to take quite a long time to to flip back around. So I, I really think anything that we see right now, any uh, upside momentum is really a sell the rally kind of event. I don't really think that it's going to be a macro low. I don't think that it's going to be a, um, you know, I, I mean, and, and bear markets like this, you can, especially when you have kind of a, a capitulation type moment, right, where it just dumps, you know, 30% in just a matter of a week or so, those often do, you'll have tremendous bounces from there. So I, I, I think exactly what you're, what you're saying is, I agree with that, you know, depending on which which one we see play out first, whether it's the bearish first and it pushes us down to whatever, 18 or 19 or something, and then the bullish divergence takes over and we see that kind of, uh, I mean, you could see a big rally, 25, 28,000, something like that. But again, I, I just think that it stalls out. I don't, I think it would be, I don't think it's rational to think that we're going to go to 40K from here. Fair enough. Absolutely. I mean, yeah, if you do want some 
some hopium, I suppose. Uh, anybody that follows the Puel multiple will see that uh, right now we've, we've, I'm sharing my screen and we got our first tick of green on the Puel multiple on the three-day chart. That is one of a, a few indicators that has called bottoms historically. Let me zoom out on this. Um, you can see in the kind of the farther left that in late 2018, the Puel multiple was way down there. Let me get the exact number, 0.3 or something. Yeah, about 0.32. And then similarly, you had another green bar during the, the COVID panic dump in March 2020. And now again, it's starting to print green. So, um, I mean, it's just one indicator, right? It's just one piece and you, and you want a lot of confluence. But I think that uh, as far as this being a, a decent downtime event. I mean, it depends also, uh, you know, none of this is financial advice, but it depends on your time horizon, right? If you, if, if I'm thinking five years from now, I, I think five years from now, 20,000 is going to be quite a good, good price. Of course, if you're a trader, right, you don't really care about what it's going to be five years from now. Cause you're going to be longing on the way up. You're going to be shorting right now on the way down. You know, you're going to have all these much shorter time frames that you're caring about in the same amount of time that like a a big macro move right i'm talking weekly monthly chart plays out you have like thousands of quote unquote market cycles if you will on the hourly and the 4 hour charts right absolutely um so what you're talking about what i'm talking about are they they dovetail into each other but they're they're talking about kind of two different worlds you know it's like an ant versus a human that's just different worlds um, let me flip over to some of the other charts here. Uh, this was something that I, uh, this is a three-day chart that I came up with. I think I wrote this out and maybe, gosh, I think, I mean, wh wherever that line, the, the white line starts, let's see, what is that, September last year? Yeah, around September last year. You can see how just I was, I was completely, <laughs> completely off, right? As much as we try to like kind of think about things and, and look for fractal patterns. I mean, this is, I was kind of taking it off of like what happened in 2018, right? Where you had a blow off top and then you had repeated lower highs, uh, rallies uh, thereafter. We ended up, Bitcoin ended up going on an all time high tear. And then from there, pretty much just straight down, accepting the, uh, the one peak in about April this year when it got up to about 50. And, you know, the 200 week move, uh, EMA has been historically held us up. Uh, I, I would say that we've pretty much broken that. Um, you know, we've had a few, a couple more three day closures below it. Uh, 200 week EMA is at like 26, 27,000 basically. And we're down there at 20 even. Uh, I think that that's just done. Um, and as far as a, a, another place for support, you know, if you look at how NASDAQ does, right. Uh, I would say generally Bitcoin goes down about twice as much compared to NASDAQ on a weekly chart. So NASDAQ's down around 33% right now from the all-time high in, I think, December last year. And Bitcoin is down 69%, right? So more, a little bit more than double. But you could just call it, you just call it double. So if NASDAQ goes down another, and this is a long-term trend line that I just, I just drew in here, right? Um, let's see. Yeah, I mean, it's it's not like a, a perfect fit or anything. It's just we, we, we try to do the best we can, right, to try and have some idea of r roughly how much more could be logical before at least a midterm bounce, you know, mid midterm time frame. I would say probably a, a further 17% or something on NASDAQ if I just had to kind of blindly take a guess, you know, to, to come back down and test that trend line. And if you double that number, you 
you know, 17%, you'd be looking more like 30% or so on Bitcoin. 30% would, would uh, take us down to about mid-teens, 14,000, maybe 15,000. So I guess on a, on a six-month outlook, that's kind of what I'd, be, what I'd be thinking is somewhere in the mid-teens for like an ultimate low. Yeah, absolutely. And I, and I you know, I completely agree uh, with those numbers and with those levels. It feels more like we need to retest up and towards that 200 to be confirmed that we've broken it for sure, right? We need to get ourselves in the price action close enough to that level where it either hard rejects or soft rejects and then just can't build its way back through and above that level. Because obviously, yeah, the 200 EMA has always been our ultimate bullish or bearish indicator for I would say probably the majority of traders. Um, we just don't have that retest yet. So I mean, yes, the six month and the one month and the weekly are all bearish, but that doesn't mean that we can't have some sort of recapitulation move, you know, back up into the 30 level or maybe maybe a little bit more, you know, before ultimately finding that next lower high, converging wave, continuation wave. And then taking our way through 20, because I mean, 20 being the previous all time high, the market cycle high of the previous cycle, and the fact that we were stuck above 30 for so long, I just, yeah, I'm, I'm really expecting at least 25 to 28 before finding that continuation on the macro and falling back down. And obviously, you know, things still have to line up for that move to potentially occur. Um, but at the moment, I mean, that's kind of what it's looking like, in my opinion, of course. Yeah, I mean, it's very rare, right, that a market goes straight up or straight down. You know, typically you have those, the the local peaks and the local bottoms, etc. And kind of just as I said before, and what we've talked about is you have these, you have market cycles inside of market cycles, right? So we would want to see uh, a daily uh, or lower high, basically, um, to kind of, I mean, that's what I would want to see. I, 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 I th- there still exists the possibility because this was such a, a meltdown and so quickly, right? What, what was it? Two months from 50 to 20? Pretty much. Um, yeah. I mean, that just seems so fast to me that it's, it's still on the table that you would have a, more or less a V-shaped recovery. If, if not back all the way up to 50, back up to maybe 35, 40. And, if you had something like that, then yeah, then it would it would open up the possibility of this just similarly to, to March 2020, people just freaking out, a lot of panic, and that's really all that it was. And ultimately, you know, finds Bitcoin finds good support in the upper 20s or lower 30s or whatever. That's still on the on the table, uh, e- even if and and like you said, I agree. I think if you want to confirm the 200 week broken and thoroughly broken, and that's going to maybe govern Bitcoin's high prices for the next year or something, you'd want to see it rally back up to 27, 28, reject, and fall back down to at least 20 if if not. I mean, if you were going to be bearish, right? You, you'd see it fall below 20. Whereas if you, I think maybe if you came up to 27, 28, it rejected, came back down, found support again at 20, no, then, then maybe we have something new going on. Maybe this could we uh, to me that would open up the possibility maybe 20 really is a macro bottom absolutely it essentially just feels like our it feels like our range 
has changed from 30 to 60 now into 20 to 30. Mm-hmm. Right. For sure. We're still dealing with a 50% increase in price between those levels, right? 30 to 60 going up is the same percentage as 20 to 30 percentage wise. So, yes, yeah. I think, right. There's some, you know, there's some merit there. This is also a, uh, a monthly. I mean, what I'm showing now is Bitcoin monthly. Here's another, you know, if you want to look for bottoming signals, uh, yeah, there's one. Puel is now below 0.5, which is great. You can see the, the two other green things. Let me see if I can get the price to show for 2015. Um, I guess this is a Coinbase chart, so it doesn't actually go all the way back. But um, you can see Puel back there that, that more or less called the bottom in 2015, called it in 2018. It's flashing green now. doesn't mean that it can't go down more. Um, and alongside that, the, the second thing is like the monthly accumulation and distribution, right? Every time that that has... Pretty much every time that it's turned, the the slope has changed one way or the other, whether it's uh, starting to slope down in, let's see, what was this, July last year? About July last year, it started to slope down. Um, and then previous to that, it started to slope up around like April 2020, May about May 2020. You know, this has gotten pretty much the macro direction for, for each one of those. And so similarly, right now, we're still uh, on the on the monthly Bitcoin is sloped downwards. I would think when that, when we get a, a tick where it slopes upwards on the monthly, that might be a sign of, okay, this could be a shift in, in, uh, in structure. Maybe the low is in personally. I think that that is easily six months away. Yeah, absolutely. So we have to look at, you know, what type of price action we can have within that six months leading up into, you know, that potential macro shift again. I think is what people forget, right? They they don't understand how to look within the time frames of the the larger time frames and understand how to use that accordingly. Because I mean, if you know that you're stuck between thirty and twenty, you can trade it rationally, you know. Where the trader who can't point out those important critical major levels. Um, isn't going, you know, it's just not, it, they're not going to be able to trade within the range accordingly and properly because they're going to be expecting it to break up each and every time that it comes and retests or break down from those levels instead of treating them as support and resistance as they should be for the time being. You know, it's it's support until it's not and it's resistance until it's not. Uh, here I'm showing also the the monthly a little bit uh, different, right? This is the Brave New Coin one, and I, I think that that the last two market cycles before this, uh, I mean, I tried to mic- mark off where the um, where the shifts in the slope changed the, the the magenta vertical lines, and then alongside that you can see how the Puel multiple might play into it, and also the descending. Uh, channel or wedge, depending on kind of how you draw them exactly. Um, but basically, as a, a governor for both the, the downside as well as the upside, right? Um, and generally, if you just want to, well, right now, the, as far as like an upside, I would say maybe 35, 36,000 is where the, the descending diagonal line comes in for resistance. I think it's totally possible we get back up there. That, that seems easily likely and and you know just remember even if we get back up there that's a lower high so that's confirmation for us confirmation for any trader that 
look, this is these things are aligning on even a monthly, okay? This is probably going to be a, a really nice move. And it's time to pay attention around those those areas of interest. Um, then also, if you are more long-term and you're thinking, okay, well, well roughly what's another signal for the bottom? Well, uh, anytime that the descending line, the descending uh, resistance line has intersected with the green moving average, which I think is also 200 week as we talked about here, um, you know, that pretty much signals that the, the that's the end of the bottom, right? It, it, it pretty much called it in uh, like March, April, 2019. And right now, uh, let's see. I mean, if it just went kind of sideways from here, I would say maybe December this year, or January next year is around when that intersects. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think that there's a lot of, a lot of confluence for that, but of course, yeah, you'd want to see there, there's many, many trades you can make in between there using one hour, four hour. My gosh, you're going to have hundreds of trades. I would think. Absolutely. I, I like how our, uh, our TA leads into each other, right? Because I, I look at the big weekly, monthly kind of stuff. And I feel like you really dial in so nicely into the hour, four hour daily, that stuff. But yeah, I, I, I don't think the falling is over, but I also think it would be premature to think, well, we're down to 20. It's going down to 10. Right. Look at the bounce back on what was it? Uh, Saturday, I guess it got down to like 17, 17, five. Mm-hmm. And then it's gotten all the way back up to 20 and U.S. traditional markets are not even open. Yeah, so tomorrow markets are open. Uh, the only thing we really have to go on right now is futures. And uh, somebody in here said, I think that the the Federal Reserve was was saying, you know, maybe we were a bit too hawkish on raising the interest rates. I don't know if that was, I don't have a source for that. I'm just um, here saying. Um, but that would, I mean, it, it could make sense, right? Uh, of course, I don't know how they fight inflation. I think you got to get inflation under control before you can you can kind of get the markets to, to breathe again and be okay. Um, as far as inflation, my, my understanding is also that uh, S&P, pretty much all the, you know, the U.S. traditional markets, they typically bottom around when inflation peaks out. And as far as I know, inflation has not peaked out yet. It hasn't started to come down, you know, and, and I mean, come down for like two or three months in a row, right? Yeah, I don't believe that we've seen peak <laughs> inflation either. Yeah, uh, I I think we need to wait until next month to see what the next Fed meeting says um, to really get a better just idea of you know what's to come. I think they're going to let this 0.75 percent uh, rate hike. You know, let's like see how it goes, if it makes a difference or not, and then reevaluate come next month um, if inflation is still increasing, which more than likely it, it will. Let's see. This is uh, if, if you look at it this way, right? This is uh, the money. This is Bitcoin divided by the money supply of the U.S. And I, I think I did this uh, yesterday. So current price would put us back to. I, this kind of takes into account inflation, kind of, right? Okay. And this would suggest that twenty thousand right now is roughly equivalent to about thirteen thousand in uh, in twenty seventeen dollars. Really. Mm-hmm. I think there's a lot of, I mean, you can see how much interest there's been at this level when you, when you look at it this way, right? This was, well, it just kind of shattered it, I suppose, in 2017. But then that was kind of the peak out in, in uh, mid 2019. And then it was again, a, a resistance area in late 2020 before uh, breaking it and going on a, a huge, massive run up. 
I think this is uh, twenty thousand to me is much closer to a support than it is a, a resistance. Maybe a short term resistance, you know. Especially because this is the first time that we've hit it in the two years since we've you know broken through it, right? We we had almost expected to come back to twenty, you know, maybe from let's say twenty five the first time or thirty the first time, rather than just continuously running up all the way to sixty. You know, the fact that this is just the first time that we've hit 20 since we broke it um, two years later, you know, definitely at the moment, yeah, it would be still major support. Um, and I don't think that we, it would, it would, it would be so quick to just give that up as now resistance. You know what I'm, you know what I mean? Oh, for sure. Yeah. I don't think the flip happens that quickly. No, exactly. It's got to be tested and tested again, invalidated, broken clearly rejected those are the the underlying signs that we need to see yes so this is roughly what december 3rd 2017 is you know kind of the closest thing that i got to current price and so on december 3rd 2017 bitcoin was around 11,100 uh yeah i think i mean that's just uh, an interesting thing right that we can see a, a nominally higher value against the us dollar um, you know, when you divide it against the money supply and you kind of take inflation into account that way, you can see that, I mean, would you rather have held your dollars during that entire time? Or I, I mean, to me, I'd rather have held the Bitcoin because even though it capitulated like crazy, went, went way down, right? You still made out, uh, longer term. I mean, here you are at roughly the same price divided by money supply, except that in, in, uh, as it compares to dollars, you have twice as many, right? So it, even for all of the stuff, I wouldn't say Bitcoin's a hedge against the market, but would I say that it keeps up, that, that it beats out inflation long term? I would say it still does. I would say it's still, if you think about it in a macro five year plus kind of time frame, yeah, it's still a decent fledge against inflation. Not awful, right? If it was awful, it'd be back down to $11,000. Right. Which in time, you know, we may still see. Absolutely. I would imagine that. You know, with the inflation numbers, it would on this on your other chart there, we'd probably be closer to uh, seven to eight, maybe only nine thousand if we were to see thirteen or twelve, um, and that would make a heck of a lot of sense as well, right? Yeah, I mean that that you you could also make a case of the uh, what the weekly or the monthly volume profile, right? I think the biggest nub in there comes in around like nine thousand, ten thousand. Yes. It's it's the most concurrent level that we've spent time at throughout the whole history of the Bitcoin chart. We spent the most time at it for resistance, the most time built up at support. Mm-hmm. So I think if I'm going to just put a, a pin in my thoughts, that's that's what I think. I, I think you could have more downside, but that we got to bounce around here, confirm 200-week uh, is resistance, um, confirm or deny 200 or uh, sorry 20,000 as a support level and over time over the next three to six months I think that's the timing of which I'd be looking for a Bitcoin like macro low on weekly monthly stuff and could come in at 14 could come in at 10 I I, I kind of think it'll be lower than 20 but I, a lot of it depends on inflation and the war in Ukraine and uh, just the overall macroeconomic outlook Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. No, your thoughts are, how do I put this? <laughs> They're good, man. We appreciate it. Thanks, yo. Yeah. Of course, it's always nice to to have those 
those ideas coming from other people and hearing what you guys think. Brilliant. So what's your quick elevator elevator talk on uh, on the daily or the one hour and four hour? What do you think? The exact next move? Exact next move, hey? <laughs> well, we need to finish well, we need to finish clearing out these uh, shorter time frame hourly divergences, 20 minute, five minute divergences. I'm really thinking that we're gonna take another step back down uh, towards the nineteen three hundred dollar level. Um, and even potentially a smidge lower. If we're going to get the higher low in this level, um, we may be able to break through 20. And if we can't get the higher low and we end up getting a lower high converging wave in the $20,500 level here instead, um, it just depends on what happens first. Really, like, do we confirm the bullish div or do we confirm the converging wave or do we confirm the converging wave in the other direction. <laughs> it's really up in the air. I know that these divergences are going to continue to play out here. Um, that we need to see converging wave from here or come a bit lower and then see converging wave essentially is kind of what I'm looking for. And in that medium term, that higher low at around 19 to 19.3 or are we going to use the four hour bearish divergence that we are creating right now to actually form out another lower low with another four hour bullish divergence formed, essentially creating a new low, maybe towards the wick over the weekend of 17,500, um, maybe just a smidge lower than that, 17, whatever, and then turn up from there. Um, overall, the medium term is continuing to turn back up, but the midterm and the macro are still pointing down. So they're going to have a greater influence on those medium shorter term time frames. As you said, you know, the bullish sediment stuff doesn't play out well in bearish territory. Well, it's good if you're looking for that uh the lower high, right? Absolutely. Just gotta keep your targets good. Yes. Yes, 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 yes. All right. With all that being said, we appreciate the heck out of you guys for tuning in today. Make sure to check us out anywhere that you find podcasts. Obviously, you're listening from somewhere right now, and we appreciate you. Make sure you check out tripleconfirmation.com for all the fine details about TCC token, what we're doing with the trading bot. Alpha's coming out very soon. Don't you worry, your pretty little faces. It's on the way. You'll be able to use it very soon. And we'll talk to you guys on Wednesday. Have a great day. Bye-bye.